I wasn't like, in the moment, I got this, but I just did it. And I realized I can't wait till I'm ready because I, I realized the day was not gonna come. And then as I started with those few weddings and the door started to open and then it just was like, why am I not doing everything that's in my dream box? So I just stopped. I stopped holding back. Welcome to the Trailblazer Podcast. I'm Jan. And I'm Erin. We're best friends, mother and daughter, rural entrepreneurs, and business partners of over two decades. Over 23 years ago, we jumped into the world of entrepreneurship in search of our big purpose. Three years ago, our hard work paid off when we launched an international print magazine, Trailblazer, and business membership. Through these, we have one mission, to empower rural women by helping them build successful businesses, all while cultivating the rural lifestyles they love. So through guest interviews and shows with just the two of us, we'll be chatting about topics like growth mindset, intuition, entrepreneurship, grit, resilience, and so much more. We're going to equip you with the know-how to navigate the sometimes murky waters of entrepreneurship. So whether you're rural, rural-hearted, or intrigued by the rural way of life, get ready to challenge yourself while learning from our experiences and other rural entrepreneurs as we explore the endless opportunities that lie ahead. Together, we can create something extraordinary. Welcome to the Trailblazer Podcast. Today, we have the absolute honor of talking with Janine Carpenter of Petals and Stems. And so this is a follow-up. She wrote an article for our winter issue of Trailblazer, issue number 13, called Nurturing Dreams, A Rural Business Owner's Journey Through Limiting Beliefs. It's an important conversation, isn't it? Oh, my gosh. I loved where we went with it. And I really love uh, Janine's honesty and transparency with identifying what are some of the limiting beliefs that have blocked her or stopped her through the years going after what she wanted. It was an incredible conversation. Because Lord knows that me sitting here, you sitting there, and you listening have all come across powerful limiting beliefs that are stopping us from actually pursuing something really big and purposeful in our life. So here's a little bit about Janine. Janine Carpenter of rural Vermilion, Alberta, is the visionary behind Petals and Stems, and her journey, spanning over two decades, unfolds with chapters of limiting beliefs, determination, and self-discovery. Beginning her floral career in 2001, at what started as a job, quickly blossomed into a lifelong vision that continues to unfold. So what can you expect? First of all, you're going to be inspired. For those who have that whisper, that yearning, that calling, that there could be something more for you to pursue in your life, this might be that little nudge to just actually go for it. Yeah, and I'm going to say I think most people have it, but we have limiting beliefs around going after the yeah. thing. And all it of us, courage. yeah, all of us are looking to feel satisfied and happy and fulfilled in our lives. Sometimes we simply settle for what is because we don't want to rock the boat. But Janine did. And she went through some different steps to find her way to where she is. Fabulously successful business now. Yeah. But it's a great peek behind the curtains to see what the thinking was, and what the feeling was that went with it. Here's her story. Janine, welcome to the podcast. This is going to be an exciting conversation, and I think one that every listener listening today is going to say, uh-huh, me too. So this is a follow-up from your winter article, from our winter issue, called Nurturing Dreams, A Rural Business Owner's Journey Through Limiting Beliefs. So again, Janine, welcome to the Trailblazer Podcast. 
Thank you. It is so fun to be here. So good. I think it'd be a great place to start off, Janine, with just you tell us uh, about you, who you are, what you do, and we'll just give you latitude to include in that anything and everything that you want. So let's dive right in. All righty. My name is Janine. You've already said that. And I'm a wife and a mom first. Like that's priority to me. And it always has been, which is why this business that I do run is so perfect for for my vision is that being a wife and a mom is really important to me ahead of the business. But I am a wedding florist and workshop creator is what I would call myself. I have been in the industry since 2001. So I graduated and moved to Lloyd Minster to be closer to my now husband and had no idea that this was something I wanted to pursue but I needed a job. So what started as a job turned into this long-term like passion project. <laughs> I don't know. Ignited something in me that has a lot of different avenues of how that all came about. But I started in the, the industry there and till 2007 when we had our first child. We were married in that time as well. And then I I just was a mom. And at that time, I would say being a business owner was not on the radar. Being a mother was, but being a business owner wasn't. And I'm sure you and your listeners would understand this, like this quote that sometimes we see. I don't even know if it's a quote. I don't even know how to say it, but what is success to you? Success to me wasn't necessarily having this massive business, even when business owning a business became something I was interested in and intrigued by. It wasn't to have this massive business, but it was like, just to contribute to the family and to to just fulfill this thing that was burning. And we were talking before the podcast started, but about that, that nudging and that feeling, like that just didn't go away. So it was to fulfill that, but to still be a mom and just knowing success in the small ways that it worked for our family, not to be the best or the biggest or that kind of thing. And so I did from after having our children, I did help at that flower shop every year at Valentine's time till we had, till 2018 or 2019 when I started my business actually. Every single year from 2001, I was there once a year for sure. But I also worked at a greenhouse there in that stretch of time. And that's probably, that was after our youngest was born. And so I would say it was in that time, in that environment that the dream really started like things started to come up from things that I had loved in the past. I talked in my article, I believe, about being 13 years. Maybe I didn't use my age, but I was about 13 years old. And the, the greenhouse was rural. The greenhouse was rural. So I would go to work and the seasonal times, I often was there. I started at Christmas time or winter time, like in helping with that season. And so it was this beautiful, festive environment and rural and it would just light me up. Like I'd walk in and it would just light me up. And I often talk about there not being a problem with that place. Like I, I had no problem with those people or that place, but I felt contained. And I actually have a really hard time knowing how to describe this, but maybe I finally settled on it being like, I outgrew it. And I'm not saying that in a puffed up way, but I was always restricted because it wasn't mine. So I'd have these ideas and it was like, well, it's not, it's not my, I can't, 
Yeah. I can't do that. It was forever that. So I'd get these ideas and I'd get so excited and I'm like, but it's not mine. And a little bit of it would would die. <laughs> and and I'd go home and I'm just like, God, to my husband. And all these ideas started to blossom in me. And they did the odd workshop. I didn't do very many of them. I did a few of them, but it was mostly the owner's wife at the time and maybe another lady more so than myself. They didn't do very many, but it, I saw it happening and I'm like, it just, I, I loved that gathering people together feeling and so it started to brew then, but I, I really worried. And I think this is the basis of most of our discussion. I probably am a people pleaser and struggle, struggle with what people will think of me on all levels. But when it came to going on my own, it honestly would keep me up at night. Like I, whether it was even the 2001, like that business, I'm like, they taught me everything. Who am I to do this? Now the dream became weddings because I wanted to be a mom, because I wanted to be home, I didn't want the flower shop setting. And my goodness, sorry if we start going everywhere because there's a lot packed into those years of processing. But one of the things was in my hometown, which is Swarkapel, Saskatchewan, there was somebody tossed out, why don't you buy the flower shop here? The lady is looking to sell and my family's there. They were like, you need to look into this. And so we did. We deep dived into that. And I'm like, it's not my thing. That's 24 hours, not really 24 hours a day, but you know what I mean. That's like all consuming. And there's parts of that industry that after being in there for however many years, I realized that I didn't love, but I knew what I did love. I loved telling stories. I loved representing people's style and taste in their wedding work. And I love gathering people together. And flowers was the thing. And that's kind of what I meant when I said back in 2001, it wasn't something I was looking for, but it ended up being this thing that I've worked into. Yeah. These things that I love and this business that I created. Do you ever feel stuck in your life or like you're not completely aligned with your unique strengths and talents, or maybe you want to do more and be more, but you just don't know how. We want to change that for you. We're going to help you explore the parts of you that are gutsy and resilient, the parts of you that have been shaped by your life experiences, the parts of you that want to live your life on purpose. Take the Discover Your Trailblazer Traits quiz today. It only takes three minutes. This quiz will show you how your unique combination of traits has helped to define how you see the world and your place in it. And here's the truth. We all have these traits, but we have them in greater or lesser degrees which makes us all different. When you are certain about your unique value, then you can really shape the path you walk in your life. Take the Discover Your Traits quiz today and we'll help you forge a path that feels like coming home. Visit our website, www.trailblazerco.com forward slash traits dash quiz. That's T-R-A-I-T-S dash Q-U-I-Z. Or find us over on Instagram at Trailblazer Co. and DM us the word traits quiz all together. So yeah. what was it about flowers and greenery do you think that is so compelling to you, so attractive to you that you feel such passion for? Because basically 20, 2001, sorry, to now, like we're talking 20, what, 23 years. And so what is that? thing that keeps you attached to it 
You know what's really interesting? I, I did not love like I love now. I did not love flowers like I do now. And do you know what it is? Is that I think it's that it's a style. This is like, I don't know if I can even make it make sense, but there's certain styles or the artistry part of it, the creative part of it, the expression behind it. More of the heart, like I love to sit, and I don't know, I feel silly saying this like a gift, but to sit down with someone and there's something I struggle with in this industry and it's like these florists that say, this is my look. And I'm like, well, maybe it's because I'm in a small town and I feel like I can't just do this one look when it comes to weddings. But it's like, I absolutely adore sitting down with people and talking it through till I feel it like it's my own and it doesn't matter what it is. Right. Telling their story. Like I truly just love to tell their story, using them and creating them. So just that connection, it's kind of about a deeper thing than just the flowers themselves, but it's the story they get to tell. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what I hear you saying too, is that the flowers are a medium for your creativity to be shown in the world. There's a lot of people, women especially, that have their own unique medium that they work into that allows them to express the deepest parts of themselves. And so I, I think that's what I was digging for is that it's become this channel for you to be more of who you really are. And that's just really cool. And I think that's an encouraging thing for other women who are listening to this to hear in that we all have the ability to dive in deep and find the things that allow us to express. Some women do it through a multitude of ways. That's just really cool. And yeah. I especially love too how you said you outgrew a place. And to me, there's nothing wrong with that. If we choose to move forward on our path and pursue something bigger for ourselves, we will. We'll naturally outgrow people, places, and ideas. And some stay with us forever. And, and like you said, so I think it's so cool hearing that journey and excuse the pun, but like that idea was planted with you years ago. And so yeah. I think it's just kind of like a full circle moment to see where you are now. So back to your article, what compels you to reach out to us and submit this idea about limiting beliefs? Like, why was that important for you? Well, it's been the story of my life. <laughs> it's been the story of my life. And I was saying off air or whatever you want to call it, that I wrote that article. And after I was like, I, I don't ever want to portray that it's that I've conquered it, that I have the solutions. I feel like I have way more tools in my toolbox than I ever did before starting my own business in 2019. I guess I left that part out. I went on my own in 2019 officially and just started with weddings and then workshop. But yeah, it it definitely has been something that has been with me all that time, trying to work through limiting beliefs. But I had some really breakthrough moments in my thoughts, things that came crystal clear to me. Have you heard of Kathy Heller? Mm, no. Kathy Heller is a podcast, but she does business courses too. And she, I did a 12-week business course with her. It was a really really enlightening 12 weeks where she just gets you to really dive in and to really sort through some of the major limiting beliefs we have in business, really focusing on the heart of it all. There were so many great parts of that, but. Can you name some of the beliefs that did limit you that were holding you back from yeah. launching? Like, can you put, <laughs> put the language around that? 
Well, I think one of the most major ones, what, and I touched on this in the article, was the thought of what will people think of me. So, so I was very attached still. We were more like a family at the flower shop that I started in than just like it's not just the place I worked. We were very interconnected. And they did weddings, and I wanted to do weddings. And I knew like this could affect them. I, we're in the same area and would get myself sick to my stomach. And even the workshops regarding the greenhouse, that sort of, ha- there was a reason why I went that direction eventually, but I really struggled with that. And then even while I was, while I was in it, when I was in the thick of it, I got comparing myself maybe to other florists in the area. And I distinctly remember this day that this one florist, I was spending time looking way too much at their page and their their influence in the community and it really got to me and I just remember like people don't want another one of her I would think to myself like I I can't hold a match to her capabilities and then it's like nobody asked me to like that was a huge moment for me nobody asked me to be like her and that was so freeing that was a huge limiting belief something keeping me back from just the freedom of creativity was these kind of thoughts. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I want to read, it's the third paragraph in your article, and I think it just really hits home, and let's dive in after that. So you wrote, every time I would let myself consider all the plans that were building in my heart and mind, I just kept shoving them down. In desperation to quiet the burn like a fire in the pit of my stomach, I started to consider other options. I started to look for other avenues I could pursue that would capture the same feeling I longed for in my real business to have, but without the fear of stepping on the toes of those I respected in the floral industry. So that's really telling. And I think called it the burn, people call it the calling, what you're driven to. It's that whisper. Yeah, it's it's that thing that won't go away and that voice that, that won't, even though it can get small and the flame can barely be flickering, I think if most people really looked within, they'd find that there's that thing in them calling Calling. them to do. What were the actions you took or how did you change your beliefs? Because what I know about beliefs is we get a rut in our brain and it's just there. And unless we can step out of it, because we think we're going to change the belief, but actually we have to build new beliefs. So how did you start building new beliefs right because we hear like i can think myself out of this and a lot of people say no you've got to act yourself out of it and build that new that new New, path yeah neural pathway yeah what was that like for you have you have you ever heard i think it's jasmine star that talks about clarity that comes maybe jenna kutcher too these are all people i'm sure you know just that clarity comes with action it was so scary for me to to go on my own i had to quit that greenhouse job in order to do this mm-hmm. and so my husband was behind me 1000% and he's very cut and dry sensible thinking doesn't struggle with what people would think so he was all for it and um, sort of my idea was like if I can just bring in the same amount of money that I'm bringing in there but with a whole lot more joy and get rid of that feeling I was happy with that and that was peanuts between you well, I mean I guess it's not between you and me it's a whole lot listening but like that it wasn't very much so I was like okay a few weddings a year I'm good with that I actually settled it that I was just gonna do them on a really small scale do weddings on a really small scale and 
but action brought clarity and it brought momentum and it brought courage. Don't wait till you're ready. That whole movement and quote and whatever you want to call it, I never felt ready. But I think the clarity, the most clarity on my negative thoughts and overcoming them has come looking back. If you would have asked me, I wasn't like, in the moment, I got this, but I just did it. And I realized I can't wait till I'm ready because I I realized the day was not going to come. And then as I started with those few weddings and the door started to open and then it just was like, why am I not doing everything that's in my dream box? I just stopped. I stopped holding back. But I was telling you off air that this is something now that I see. I want people to really think about this, that there were two separate businesses that I was very concerned about when I was navigating, starting and going on my own. And because they were friends and I love them to this day. And respected them and they taught me everything I know, really, virtually everything I know. So I had a lot of guilt there and put a lot of years of putting stuff on hold. But neither one of them, for very different reasons that I actually don't even necessarily know, none of them having to do with me, are in business right now. So here for years, I put on hold because of them and because of what they would think of me. Now, so many short years later, it doesn't even matter. Me stopping myself because they also do weddings. What a feeble excuse on my part when for whatever reason, that's not something that's even on the radar today. And I could have totally ignored this thing because of that. So it's, it's good to remember that we just need to stay true to us. And another big thought I had that, and I touched on in the article, was this idea that everybody, even them, once upon a time, they would have had all maybe the same fears. And they too would have thought, well, I might be stepping on someone's toes. It's just part of it. It is just part of it. Erin and I talk about it all the time, that entrepreneurship is probably one of the most encompassing personal development journeys we could ever go on. because. It forces us to look at those limiting beliefs and it forces us to look at our procrastination and it it forces us to look at all the things that really, when you expose them to the light, like the light just shines through because if we're focused and we have um, those dreams. So did you have a dream board? Did you have a notebook? Like how are you building out this idea of what this, business would look like for you so I had this little Pinterest board of this maybe someday and it was all these rural ideas and something that I saw in a note that was sent about this podcast was like how does your vision align with what you thought it would be or what your business today well it's actually very similar and I laugh sometimes because the whole manifestation thing I I had a time in my life where I was like that is a little (laughs) woohoo And and yet I look back now and I'm like, our thoughts are really powerful and our dreams are very powerful. And I fed them and I fed them and I fed them. And it, and I remember thinking like, I don't even care if it ever happens. Like I just let myself go in my thoughts. And I just had an absolute moment this winter. And I think I wrote a post about it on social media. But I remember when we started our business 
the first winter, I was pulling a box of greenery from the backyard for a workshop. Um, and I, I just had this vision of like, oh, to be on a rural, in a rural location. We were looking for an acreage at that time. And people wearing mitts and toques and shopping like for wreaths and outdoor pots. And I just had this vision and I could feel there would be like Christmas music playing and I could just feel it. I could just feel it. I'm like, that's what I want. And I was walking through, we have a big red hip roof barn, not big, it's a hip roof barn here, as well as my studio space. And in the winter, it becomes like a little storage or store. And this year I was open for business for three Saturdays. And I was just walking through the barn. It was all set up with all this stuff. And I'm like, wow, here we are. And it's actually exactly what I, three, four or five years ago, what? But yeah, and I, a lot of things on my Pinterest board too, from like maybe someday there's a lot that's just lining up. Well, and to touch on what you were just saying about our dreams are powerful, our thoughts are powerful, and I think our fears are just as powerful. So in your mind, you had this this other business, you kind of gave so much power and it just became this entity as to why you shouldn't, right? And it's almost like as soon as that switch flipped, it just kind of, it, it just burst, like that bubble burst. And we just realize how many of us in our everyday lives, there's this fear, fear of judgment, fear, what are people going to think? What if I fail? We give so much power to the what ifs that it it stops us from pursuing something that could grow beyond our wildest yeah. dreams and yeah. bring us fulfillment beyond what we could ever imagine. I want to ask too, you were just talking about the feeling of walking through your barn for your Saturdays that you were open and just reveling that. Could you describe that more? Because like, if you were, we're going to ask you like what advice you would give to another woman who's sitting on her dream, but what is the feeling that you wake up with every day through good days and challenging days? What is the feeling that you anchor to that just keeps this in the fulfillment, like grounded? You know, what is that feeling? Can you put a name to it? Because I, I would like people, especially women listening, to, to know that it's not just the thing we do. It's that feeling of whatever it is that I'm going to ask you to describe that satisfies us, that fills something within us. So. What is that for you, Janine? Well, that's that's probably, I, I love that you're asking it. And I actually have, during the wedding season especially, I get really tired in the winter season, but I, I do still love it. But in the wedding season, when it's on weekends, I just remember waking up so often this summer and saying to Kurt, my husband, I love this. Like, I am so excited to go out and do this. I, I, I believe with my whole heart, and this is, the Kathy Heller part, that 12-week business course I did with her, she's all about getting in tune with what it is that you love. And if you love it, if you can find something in it that you that you love, it is what I base my whole business on is when I'm making decisions, it's like, do I love this enough to keep doing it? And I think you'll all know that feeling too, where it's like, that wasn't for me. But to to wake up and and feel a love for it is amazing. No, it does. And I want to say, just as a listener, 
you empowered yourself, you know, by taking the actions, by, by developing some new beliefs about what is possible for you with the course you took and support from your husband and following your own inner calling. You've just up-leveled your life. I'm going to use that phrase because the you, the Janine that he is here today, is different from the Janine you were 10 years ago, seven years ago. And so there's an empowerment thing that happens. And I just want to acknowledge that you're growing yourself forward. So what does future growth look like for you? Because you said the limiting beliefs never go away. You stole my question. Oh, <laughs> well, I'll let you ask it then. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. Like what, looking into the future, I feel like what you've described where you are in your business now has like far surpassed what that original vision was. And so can you share what that next level is for you or is it just maintaining where you are? And yeah, like mom was just saying, what limiting beliefs are you hitting now to perhaps go to that next level? These questions are loaded. I I actually, I think you'll understand. I just listened to your New Year's podcast. And I think both of you were saying like letting go of things. And you know what? More so than how can I upscale and what does my future look like in the, it's like we're reaching, I'm reaching a point. You touched on being a mother of your five-year-old son. We are at this stage of, we have a kid going into grade 12 and Rather than the business ideas growing, I'm, I can see ways I can make it grow or allow it to grow. My struggle in this season is more like, how do I hold that back to preserve my time for family? One of my limiting beliefs this season, this maybe will help it make more sense, is you see that others are doing some of the same things. Some people closely here in our area, people that have done it in the past, even workshop related, let's just narrow it down to that. More people doing it. So it's like, well, I need to pivot. How do I pivot? And so how do I change up what I'm doing? It is an all-consuming thought for me. And it's a struggle, like knowing how or how much I want to do. That's certainly a, a big part of where I'm at right now is Rather than, because some of my ideas are lofty <laughs> and I'm like, well, do I even want that? Or is that because I'm feeling threatened? Is that because I'm um, watching what other people are doing and I feel a need to, I don't know even how to explain it, but. Is it because, is it coming from a pure <laughs> yearning inside of you or is it coming reactionary from a fear, an external fear that you're, that you're seeing? And sometimes it's hard to know what the difference is. That's right. And there's sometimes I can be completely consumed with the idea of growth. And throughout winter, I'm like, how can I, for the first years of my business, it was always, how can I do better than last year? How can I do better? What can I do this year that will help me get further ahead than we got last year? And then all of a sudden it's like, do I even want that? I think Jenna Kutcher talks about it. Like we can get so consumed with stepping up our game and doing more and doing more and doing more. And it's like, do we even want that? And that's kind of where I'm at right now <laughs> with going forward is not, I wouldn't undo anything I've done, but, but in just in the growth section, it's like we're going into the season of preserving 
more of our time and our family life and because it's chaos in, in those weeks leading up to Christmas around here all hands are on deck and it's and wedding season it's a time of year when kids want to be at the lake and family wants to be together and it's like well I have weddings and yeah it's just to preserve time and energy I think you just nailed like the the plight of motherhood and and being a woman in business because it it's that constant do I hold back here and do I grow there or do I hold on here and and maintain or do I have to pivot? It's that constant checking in. And I think like we we can sometimes get into the grind of just more, bigger, faster, and it just doesn't work anymore. And we're sitting here beginning of January and this just kind of comes into a conversation that we've been having with a lot of other women too, is just I'm not. I'm not just subscribing to the the hustle culture and like the new year, like get things going, hustle full throttle, because that's like the narrative that we've always heard. Like there's another way to do it. And so it's how can I honor the needs of everything and including myself, right? Yeah. How can I be there and present and and because the time with your with your child being in grade 12, yeah, I feel that like you want these are precious moments. You want to hold on to that. And yet you don't want to let go of the hard work you put into your business. So it's this constant, I don't want to say struggle, but it's a constant um, dance. That's, yeah. that's life, right? Yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing that's really powerful about what you're doing. You're allowing yourself to consider this path, that path, mm -hmm. what you need, what are your priorities? And I, you know, I got a few years on you gals. So, you know, a little more <laughs> engine work under the hood here. But I'm going to chirp in and say that as long as you stay in the present of asking the questions and really sincerely trying to figure out the answers for yourself and, and be patient to let them surface and situations come about, you will find your perfect mix of what going forward looks like. And I think too often we try and force answers. We make some decisions like, nope, it's going to be this. And I think women's way, trailblazer way of letting that un unravel and be known is just to sit with it and be okay with asking the questions and not having the answers right now. So I think you're perfectly where you should be if I might put my life skills coaching hat on and say that asking questions is a really empowering thing that we can do for ourselves. And the more concise and with clarity that we ask the questions, our inner self will feed us the answers. So I, you know, it's, it's a challenging time. Yeah. Because that, is it a boy or a girl in grade 12? Oh, girl. Yeah. Girl. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, that's going to change. And we certainly know about the mother daughter relationship here between the two of us. Just stay with it. I think that's that's what I would say. Yeah, you'll, you have the answers. Yeah. yeah. So, Janine, what would you say to a listener who is hearing your story and who, like you back in whatever year that was, had that, that yearning or that calling, that little whisper that, oh, you could try this, like this, what could this look like, this to pursue something? What would be your number one advice for them to, to go for it? and to kind of put their limiting beliefs to the wind and just go for it because look how it's turned out for you. What would you say to them? 
don't wait till you feel ready because the, the day the day won't come. And I've said that already in this podcast. Don't wait till you feel ready. One of the things that I do is these workshops and people are amazed that I can stand up in front of people and that you think I, I actually don't feel like it or I don't feel qualified, but you just do it. And in the doing it, it becomes easier and you gain courage. We've been through this already in this podcast, but it is huge is just starting. And there's something else that a friend has quoted. I actually don't know who said it. I might be saying this in the wrong order. Do what you can, use what you have and start where you are, something along that line. I love that. I love that. When I started, I haven't even said this out loud yet. I was doing it out of the garage in Kitscotty, Alberta. We became rural just in the last two years, but that was always, we were always working towards that. We were just, couldn't sell our house. It was an unfinished garage. We just made the most of it. And I just remember holding onto that dearly. Use what you have, do what you can, and start start where you are. I'm saying that totally wrong, but it's that idea. So often perfection can hold us back from even starting. And I we are so on board with what you're saying that action gives us clarity and you learn so quick. We can sit there paralyzed in fear, giving ourselves all the reasons why we shouldn't. But as soon as we start. And action builds confidence as well. Yeah. So that's how you take charge of that one. Yeah. Well, Janine, I'm so glad you submitted your article idea. We're so glad to publish it and it's going to be so relatable to our listeners. So for everyone listening, how, where and how can everyone get in touch with you and connect with you? What's your social media? What's your website? All the good stuff. Well, I am a very local, like people generally would want to be local to work with me because I'm workshops in person and I do weddings, which I do not do a lot of traveling for because I of family being in the picture and it just being tricky. But always you can check out my social media pages I'm on Instagram and on Facebook. And then my website is www.pedalfromstemsab.ca and there's a link there to all the different things that I offer. So wedding inquiries. Yeah. Janine, thank you so much for being here and having this conversation and being brave. I mean, these are talking about some of these things aren't the easiest, but you're going to help a lot of perspectives, I think, shift in this conversation. And for a lot of women to maybe do that self-inquiry for themselves and to see, I mean, we only get one shot at this life, right? And maybe for somebody to unpack a dream that they've had sitting by the wayside for a long time and to hear in your story the like the fulfillment and the fun of the journey you've had I mean who doesn't want to take part in that so again thank you so much for sharing that yeah thank you so much for having me you did it you just finished another episode of the trailblazer podcast we love bringing you real life stories and know-how from rural women head over to our website www.trailblazerco.com for today's show notes with all the links and special offers from today's sponsors. Want to help us grow? Tag us and screenshot this episode or share your takeaways in the comments over on Instagram and Facebook. We'd love to see you over there. So this is Jan and Erin signing off. See See you you next time, Trailblazers. Trailblazers.